0: Welcome to the Live to Die Empty podcast, where together we share in understanding, establishing, and committing to living in purpose. I'm your host, Brittany trimiar and I'm excited for this journey. sponsor for today's episode is anchor so if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain it's absolutely free there are specific creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your own phone or your computer anchor will personally distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on multiple platforms like Spotify Apple podcasts and many more Anchor allows you to even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership It's literally everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Try it for yourself Download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started again. That's anchor.fm Now enjoy this episode
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome you to the trap. I am your neighborhood friendly trap evangelist with some good news for you. you Leave one thing on my mind joy comes in the morning so i'm gonna get mine the sun is gonna shine like a work of art the one in the sky and the one in my heart the trap steady jumping we having a
2: ball if you need a... good morning um welcome to the live to die mt podcast i'm your host britney tremier and today i have the amazing maya marshall hailing from minneapolis Minnesota, the Trap Evangelist herself. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you this I'm, morning? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much for being willing to come on with me. I know you have a lot going on. You're very busy. No, <laughs> so sure. I'm glad you, you you were able to squeeze me in. Yeah. <laughs> um, Just to give a little background of who Maya is, she's If you don't know who she is, she's a very multifaceted woman, a woman of many talents and gifts. Maya is an overall creator, singer, songwriter, author, storyteller, activist, and the one and only Trap Evangelist. Um, I was introduced to Maya Marshall through a virtual mentorship program for young women called the Sister Mentorship Program created by the amazing Kiara Shear. And I started Mm -hmm. following Maya, her music, her amazing fashion. That's what drew me first, because I didn't know you were a musician, a singer, songwriter. And um, so and I just I loved her. I immediately was drawn to her, just her energy and her love for the kingdom and her love for God and for the people. So that's, that's overall who Maya Marshall is. So Maya, I want to let you introduce yourself. Who is Maya Marshall? And what does purpose mean to you?
1: Wow, that was a very uh, colorful introduction, Brittany. I appreciate that you had every nail on its head. So thank you. So all of those things that Brittany said, I guess that would be who I am. Really, I'm just I'm 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 a servant. I like to serve in whatever capacity I can. And uh, purpose means to me, it just means um, an assignment. I feel like, uh, you know, some people feel like they have like one purpose in life. Some people feel like they, you know, have multiple, you know, times to fulfill purpose in life. And I just believe that purpose is simply an assignment.
2: Awesome. So, this podcast is all about the importance of purpose and calling out or speaking to the God given purpose um, in our lives. Talk about how what you do connects to what you know your calling is.
1: Right. I know my calling is to create and to uh, inspire uh, specifically uh, Black and Brown children. Um, So, I feel like. I don't know. I feel like I am doing that. I don't feel like I've just, I'm. it's never complete. So I feel like as long as I continue to use uh, my gifts to pour into uh, young people, um, I think that, you know, I think that I'm doing my job. I think I'm, you know, sort of fulfilling my purpose. But there's things that I run into every day that I feel like, okay, I I gained, like, I feel like this summer I had like so many different events go on that I gained new purpose, you know? So as long as I'm constantly like seeking it, I feel like, uh, I I'll find it and I'll find the resources to fulfill it.
2: Awesome. Um, the topic of today's episode is the crossover of faith, culture, and creativity. And you are one that I would consider a change agent in the culture and in the kingdom. How important do you think that that crossover should be or should happen between faith and culture? And when did you realize that importance?
1: Um, I think I've just most recently realized it. Um, I think I've always felt like my faith was a little different um, because I felt like I'm so immersed in culture, but I felt like I'd never let the culture uh, override the faith. So it's always been more faith. And I feel like uh, my faith actually, uh, you know, it kind of defines who I am in the culture. Uh, And I think that's too, uh, I think it's really cool. I think that they both go hand in hand. And I feel like uh, perhaps maybe I was just talking about this last night with someone, um, the church may suffer a little bit because uh, we focus so much on the faith and so little on the culture. And I feel like you cannot ignore that today. So, yeah, yeah.
2: That's, that's that's good. The, so when you released the album, Trap Evangelist, I, I thought it was dope. The name, the the title, all of that. Where did the name Trap Evangelist come from?
1: Um, it kind of came from, like, people around me a little bit. Um, and then just from experiences just throughout my life. Like, I had uh, my friend, actually, actually, we were having a conversation one time. And she was like, "We," I forgot what it is we were discussing, but she started laughing and she was like, you know what, you're so funny. You're like a hood prophet. And so like that kind of translated, like that, that was a cool title. However, uh, we also use another title, uh, you know, we always jokingly called me an evangelist. And so uh just kind of pulling from that, um, I didn't want to I felt like that was the most fitting a trap evangelist just because I am so immersed in the culture Uh, what would one consider the trap it's not just like a physical location but also you know it's you're in your mind the culture that we bring out of that environment um, but I feel like uh, my faith is so uh, connected to me that I cannot hide that or you know I can't separate the two so that is where that name came from and um yeah it, it just evolved into what it is
2: that's dope it's really dope um how would you describe yourself as an artist in all your creative facets and all that you do how would you describe yourself as such uh
1: I think i mean been I feel like artists they pull from from everywhere so um I think my ability to uh take different experiences or situations that i'm in and just turn them into into art uh, yeah i think that's what makes me an artist um not just like the music part but like um as far as being like an author writing like children's books just i take you know everything is can be art so i think that's if you can turn anything into art that makes you an artist
2: yeah that's good um, I believe that we are born to create because we are co-creators with God. We were we were created to create. When did you discover your creativity and how was it nurtured or cultivated as a young child?
1: Um, yeah, I discovered it, I guess, pretty early. I didn't always know that I wanted to be um an artist. I just knew that I liked to do stuff like I I used to have like I used to have so many Barbies. Mm-hmm. So, dolls and I would learn how to braid I learned how to braid on those and then uh, my grandmother she was both my grandmothers they were a seamstress like they could they could sew they knew how to use a sewing machine so we learned how to like quilt and sew really early and so I would um like take pieces of fabric and make clothes for like all all my dolls and stuff like that so at like at that point, I knew like okay, I don't know what this is, but I know that you know I don't want to go buy anything from the store. I just want to make it myself. Yeah, you know. So yeah, pretty early on I would say, and then um, like just in high school, like English was my favorite subject. Like creative writing, I used to write stories that would like win like little contests in the class, things like that. So uh, yeah, so pretty early.
2: That's good. Um. So, is your background like I think I did listen to um one of a podcast that you did an episode you did where you were talking about like your background uh with music and things like that could like your familiar background? Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So
1: my grandmother, she had um she was a musician, a gospel musician. How uh, she was she could play the piano, she could sing, and she had eight kids, and they all uh either play an instrument or sing so that's like my dad's side of the family Um, my mom she was a dancer in in college and they're her family her side of the family is really big on like education you know school Mm -hmm. yeah it was pretty even even balanced with that
2: awesome do you believe that purpose pushes you outside of your comfort zone and if so how has it done that for you
1: oh yeah definitely all the time like I performed like what you would consider maybe like a gospel type song at a club like a few weeks ago you know right. yeah and that was like it was super weird but it was really well received yeah. and I felt like I was just doing what I, I was you know purposed to do so
2: that's that's cool. super
1: dope <laughs> it was cool it was an experience yeah it was fun
2: That's cool. Um, So as we talk about the importance of the crossover between faith and culture, do you believe that there is a disconnect with faith among our younger generations? And if so, why do you believe that disconnect exists?
1: Um, I just feel like it's probably just been made too hard. Like people think that God is just too hard. Like it's not, he's not attainable. Like, oh, you got to be perfect. or I got to give up so much. But uh, you don't really have to do all that. Like those things, they come naturally. It's not like something that you're going to just be so sad about. Like you'll want to give up things, you know, but we just have to make it not so difficult for people to get to him. So,
2: yeah. So good. So Mm true. I appreciate how in your music, you implement scripture, the word of God, which makes the word authentic and tangible and relatable to our generation. Do you think that our culture can sometimes influence our faith more than the Bible?
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's way, it's easier to, you know, get on your phone rather than to open up, you know, the word, even on the phone, like, you know, there's Excuse me, you know we got the Bible app and all that, but I just feel like the world and like culture is just uh it's just so in in our face and you know at our fingertips that uh, sometimes it can be overwhelming and you can tend to ignore your faith yeah. sometimes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Would you say what would you say to creatives who feel as though they have to compromise or hold back on expressing or living out their faith in their work? I believe that we need more individuals like yourself as a part of this generation to show um, to show them how to use their gifts and talents and creativity for the glory of God. So what would you say to them that feel like they have to compromise their faith and their, their gifts?
1: Um, I don't know. I really don't. That's a good question. Uh, Perhaps maybe they should, uh, maybe they're operating in the wrong capacity. I don't know. Like, I feel like Uh, everything that you do should eventually edify or, you know, bring glory to God. So if you're unable to do that, then um, that's probably not what you were called to do.
2: Mm, That's good. What advice would you give to those, especially young creatives who may be listening, who use excuses that prevent them from being purposeful and walking in their gifts and full authority that God has given all of us?
1: Um... I don't know, I, I I forgot what where the scripture is in the Bible, but when they talk about um the, the, the man who went away and he but he before he did, he gave his servants talents or he gave them gifts and you know, about the ones who went and multiplied those gifts and then about the one that buried them, you know we all know how that story goes like the ones who utilized the what they were given, you know, their gifts were multiplied and they were blessed, but you know, the one who used an excuse, the one who didn't do anything, they didn't receive anything. So that's what I would say.
2: What legacy or footprint would, would Maya Marshall like to leave in this world?
1: Um, just the pioneer of really, uh, following the voice of God, uh, and whatever that means to you. Um, not being afraid to do things that are unorthodox or not, you know, in the ordinary, just because you feel like people won't accept it or, you know, agree with it, or it doesn't look like it should, just doing what you were instructed to do.
2: What word best describes you in this season?
1: Oh, colorful.
2: (laughs) Yeah, nice. What is, um, what is it that currently brings you the most joy? onyx that's my niece oh what book or title what book title or movie best describes the life that you like to lead
1: oh uh this book right in front of me you can't make me doubt him nice
2: name one thing on your bucket list that you haven't done yet
1: uh go to egypt and take a picture jumping in front of a pyramid yeah
2: and name the best piece of advice or give the best piece of advice that you can give or have been given.
1: Uh, if a task is begun, never leave it till it's done. Be the labor great or small, do it well or not at all.
2: Awesome. Thank you so much, Maya.
1: Yes, thank you, Brittany. Thank you for bearing with me today. I'm still trying to get my life together over here.
2: <laughs> you you got it. It's, it everything's going to work out fine.
1: Thank you. I really yeah. hope it does.
2: Thank you so much. And I hope to stay in touch and be talking to you again sometime.
1: Yeah, please do. Thank you.
2: All right. Thank you. All right. Have a Bye. good one. You too. Oh yeah. You know we, we live.
1: Uh-huh. We all the way and live, baby. We at, he's on yeah. our side. Sounds So beautiful, wouldn't you agree? We live. Oh yeah. Shadow of death. You're with me, you're riding your staff, there you comfort me. You prepare a table before our me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runneth over, and surely goodness and mercy shall follow shed. me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever.